0: Welcome to the Covenant Life Center Podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about today. Listen, now let's get onto the series, the kingdom of God. Someone say good news. The good news is, is that his kingdom has come. Now I'm going to tell you, I am going to challenge your theology. In fact, not me, but the word of God is going to challenge it today. Today is going to be one of the most intense lessons I have ever taught in this church because I'm going to show you something in the scripture that most people probably haven't shown you maybe you haven't really seen maybe you read it but you didn't put it together in your mind to help you understand why the kingdom of God is so important and so relevant why the kingdom of God it's so important to recognize it and important to see how we live Today, you're going to get a lot of answers. How many of you need answers right now and want to understand God's kingdom? How many of you really want to understand God's kingdom? How many of you are in pursuit of understanding more of God, and you're serious about living for God, and you want to know, what do I have to do? What does all this mean? Why do bad things happen in the world? Why are certain people blessed, other people aren't blessed? Why all these questions, if the kingdom of God is so great, why isn't it functioning in my life? these questions. I believe today's going to be the foundation for all of this. I'm so excited today. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you, today's going to be a great day. It's already a great day, but it's going to be a better one. Now, I hope you have your Bibles. I hope you've got your your, your, your note taking stuff, whatever it is. Are you ready? John chapter 12. And also, there was a mix up on the dates. Uh, The fundraising meeting is uh, next Sunday at The 22nd. Next Sunday, the 22nd. That date was wrong. Okay. Are you ready? Come on. Give the Lord a hand. Clap. Let's wake up ourselves. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. Now, some think that this is referring to the future, but this is actually present tense. How many of you believe that when you have the Spirit of God in your life, that you are one with Him? How many of you believe that? Okay. We've taught you in this church, according to what the Scripture says, that we're seated with Him in where? Heavenly places. places. So we are connected to Him. We have the Spirit of Christ in our life. And so He said, now my soul is... I'm so sorry, let me go back a little bit. If anyone serves me, if anyone serves me, him, my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came, for this purpose I came to this hour. So he's saying, Lord, I don't want to be taken out of it. Give me the revelation and strength and grace to make it through it. A lot of your problems that God has brought into your life was there to make you, not break you. I mean, well, it does take brokenness to get you through, but it wasn't there to destroy you. It was there to build you up and to strengthen you. And so he prays and says, Father, glorify your name. What name did he come in? Jesus. Y'all know that, don't you? Glorify your name. What name did Jesus come in? in his own name, Jesus' name, right? Okay, and somebody's not listening here. Raise your hand if you're hearing me out right now. Are you just tired? Okay, slap your neighbor on the back of the head right now. I'm just joking. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. That was a voice from heaven that said this. Therefore, the people who stood by heard it and said it, and, it had th- and said that it had thundered God spoke in that moment and said it thundered Therefore the people who stood by heard it and said it thundered Others said an angel has spoken to him And Jesus answered and said this voice did not come because of me But for your sake Now he says now Everyone say now Now, now is the judgment of this world Now everyone say now the ruler that word ruler, he's referring to Satan. He's referring to the devil. And he's saying that ru- that word ruler comes from the Greek word that means uh, commander, chief, and leader. Other translations have named that and said a small god with a, with a small case G. But then he says the ruler or the commander, chief, and leader of this world will be cast out. Yeah. But notice he said now judgment is come. He's not speaking of the future in the sense of way in, our, in, in the future. Even in our future, he's referring to the present moment, folks. And if I, and this is, what his refer, this is what his reference is. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth. How many of you know that he ascended up into heaven? How many of you know that he rose again from the dead? He said, if I am lifted from the earth... I will draw all people to myself. Look around. There's people all around you that he drew to him. This is because he was resurrected. This is because he ascended. This is all because he poured out his spirit. Did you know that the spirit of God drew you here? You know that the spirit of God, we pray every single morning. We are here every single morning at 6 o'clock to 7.30. And our prayer for you is, Let the Spirit of God rest upon you. Let the Spirit of God work on your mind. Let the Spirit of God join you together with Him. Let your hearts burn on the inside. And when God begins to work in your life, things begin to change and you start making decisions. But He said, I'm going to pour my Spirit out. And He also said that the ruler of this world, I've now cast judgment on Him. The ruler of this world. So today, we're talking about the kingdom has come, but we're also talking about, in this moment, we're talking about the reality of the world we live in. The reality of the world we live in. Are you ready for the word? One more time. Come on, lift up your voice. Bless the service. You bless it now. Bless it, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we bless this service. We bless this word. We bless our hearts and minds. We bless your name today, God. We thank you for this moment, and God, what you're going to pour out into our spirit. We embrace it. We keep it. We hold it. We apply it, and we walk in it, God, in Jesus' name. And somebody say amen. Now, one more time, give him a strong hand clap of praise. Come on. Amen. Turn around to your neighbor before you're seated and tell them, I'm I'm fixing to find out about this world we live in. I'm fixing to find out right now. <laughs> and you can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for standing. I'm going to start here with a timeline. Now, if you have your notes, please follow me and, 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 and just do your best that you can. Um, one, of the, one of the things I have to show you is, is that Jesus himself, the Lord himself, referred to Satan, the devil. He referred to him as a ruler, the ruler and the chief and the commander of this world. Remember that. Many times in the scripture, not just this one time, uh, the apostles referred to Satan as that as well. You have to go back to the beginning. You have to go back to where it all began. When you go back and you look at the timeline and you can see where Satan was cast down from heaven. How many of you know the story? Turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 14. Point number one in the chart, in the timeline. Satan was cast down to earth. And it says in 14 and 12... Oh, you are fallen from heaven. How you are fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, which was referenced as the day star, son of the morning. How are you cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. This is really a historical moment. Isaiah was given insight to the past. And now we're looking at what actually happened to Satan. And he said, and he said within his heart, I will ascend into heaven, verse 13. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. The stars, when you hear the word stars in the scripture, it's symbolic for angels. So he was thinking in his mind, I'm going to be above all other angels. I'm, I'm beautiful, right? On the, on the farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make, I will be like the most high. Proud. And so the scripture says that he would be brought down to the lowest parts of the earth, even the pit. And he said, then there's going to come a day with those that are going to gaze on you and look at you. Consider saying, this is the one, this is the man that made uh, the the earth tremble. In other words, there's nothing exciting about him. He's not going to be uh, anything that's, that's going to exceed God's presence or God himself and the deity of God. He's going to be looked at one day and people are going to go, that's the guy. That's the one. And then he said, if that's the guy who shook the kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness, who destroyed its cities, and and didn't open up the prison doors to its prisoners, the doors to its prisoners, this is the guy? You see, Satan was cast down in the very beginning. He was cast down as what the scripture says, to the ground. He was cast down into the earth. But the The consequences for his mentality and his thought and his actions led him to his great fall. This is why pride is a terrible thing. Pride will stop you from getting closer to God. Pride will make you your own God. Pride will cause you to look at your bank account, look at your business, look at your accomplishments, and say to yourself, Look what I have done. He was beautiful. The scripture says that, that he was arraigned and he, was, he had jewels in him. He had instruments coming out of him. He was the choir director for heaven. We know this, right? You've heard the story before? And he was cast down. So what I'm saying to you is is that from the very beginning, he was stripped, he was, he was kicked out, and he was cast down to the earth. Then we look later In Genesis chapter 1, where God comes back in time, because before the earth was actually formed by God, it was void. You remember that in the scripture? The earth was void. And the earth, when God established the earth, he spoke order. And there was darkness. So before, during this timeline, right in here... In this area, there was was light that God put into the earth. God put light in the earth because beforehand, right prior to that, it was nothing but darkness, right? And so... This is where Satan was cast down to the earth. Then God stepped in and God said, let, let us go ahead and let's form it. So let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Turn with me there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, When he made the earth and he formed everything in the earth, oh, Lord Jesus, forgive me. <laughs> Make sure nothing comes down and hits me now. (laughs) Oh, what a merciful God you are. Okay, here we go. What did I say? 1 and 26. Okay. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion. Let man have dominion. So Adam was given dominion over the earth. Now I want to make one thing very clear. He said, let him have dominion over all the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that's on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves in the earth. So God said, now I put you in the earth. He formed everything. The very first thing God said was let there be light, and he didn't form the sun and the moon yet. He actually spoke spiritual light and order spiritual a spiritual awakening in the earth before he formed the earth before god ever forms anything in your life there has to be a spiritual experience that will precede you and precede what god's fixing to do there has to be order because if not whatever is done can be undone you understand what i'm saying god has to highlight make and have dominion in a certain area of the atmosphere so god set the order for the earth Then God made the earth. Then God told Adam and Eve, he told Adam, he said, Adam, I I want you to live in the earth and I give you dominion over it. So that made him the first king. A king is not a king without dominion. A king is not a king without land. I mean, the people who live on the land that he's been given authority to be over are now his subjects, are now citizens of his kingdom. So Adam was the first king. How many of you knew that? Adam was the first king. And so now he's living on the earth. And him and Eve, they're there. And in this time frame, they're living. I'm going to say they're alive. That's smaller. They're living. They're alive. Spiritually, they are at the peak of... Of, of their life where they are walking around naked, not even knowing they're naked. So they're in the holiness and the purity of God's presence. They don't realize what, what's wrong because there is no wrong. It's nothing but God's grace, God's righteousness, God's favor. You notice they were in the garden of Eden and everything in that garden was perfect. Everything grew in its season. Everything, there were no No, there were were no bad times. There was nothing but good times for them. Understand this. Because after they made their mistake and they sinned, which is next, after they did this, this is what happened next. So let's turn right now to Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. The third part is this. Adam's kingdom was taken. Now, the second part, if I missed that, what was the second slide? Did you show that already? Nope, the next one right before then. Go back. Back. There you go. He was cast down to the earth. The next slide. Okay, go back. Right there. Just leave it right there. Everyone say, Adam's kingdom. Adam's kingdom. It was taken from him. That's a sad place, but this is where we're at right now. Are you there, Genesis? Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which... I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it. In all the days of your life. So in other words, toil wasn't there before. Toil wasn't there before. Hard work wasn't there before. Sweating like that wasn't there before. Agony wasn't there before. And you shall eat the herbs of the field. And in sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it you are taken and for dust you are and to dust you shall return. Everything that was given to Adam at that moment was taken away. And here was, here was what, here's exactly what happened. He ate of the fruit, okay, okay, When he ate of the fruit, his crown was taken from him, his authority. He was now separated from the grace, the power, the presence of God. And the first thing that had to happen, God had to kill an animal to cover him. And God had to keep him. But this is what I want to show you. This is something you have to think about. And have to remember. Have to meditate on. And go and consider in the scripture. In that moment. Whenever he sinned. That's when a transfer of power occurred. What God gave to Adam. The devil. Satan took it away from him. Now. Satan became the king, the ruler, the God of this world. Adam was stripped of his authority and positioning God because of sin. That's what sin can do. Sin will strip you of your God-given authority. Sin will make you feel like you have no favor. Sin will make you feel like you're not worthy. It, 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 just, it messes with us, but thank God for the blood of Jesus, right? Thank God for the blood. But you see, God still had to shed blood because they had to wear animal skins. That's common sense. When he cut those animal skins out, the blood was applied because it took life for a life. God is that holy. He always required blood. Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So sin was the issue. But by sin, Adam was stripped of his rank. And he became a peasant when he was a king. And now Satan took his authority. There is so much to say about this. When you look at this, even Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says this. Ephesians chapter 2. We should have that scripture up here. It's okay if you don't. Ephesians chapter 2 says it like this. And write this down. And you, he made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. It's talking about you and me. In which you once walk according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Did you catch that? We all used to live according to. To the influence of the prince of the power of the air. Now, the scripture says that Satan now is the God of this world. Now, I want to put some clarity on this and I want you to write this down. There's a big difference between him being the God of this world and being the God of the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof because he created it. Write that down. The earth is the Lord's because he created it. But the atmosphere belongs to Satan because he stole it. That means a spiritual side to this world is dominated by a dark force. It was Adam's to begin with, but he sinned and he lost it. Do you understand that? This is why most people don't understand and they always question, why do bad things happen in the world? Well, who's the God of this world? Now, hold on before you think I'm off scripture. Because I'm going to prove to you that God sent his kingdom. I'm getting ahead of myself to take it back. So, 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 for those of you that look at Hollywood and all of your favorite music artists <laughs> that throw up their symbols, which are satanic symbols, those of you who listen to certain music, I hope that that's none of you. That's, of course, that's none of you here, right? <laughs> and wonder why some of these people are prospering and they're rich. Remember what Satan did to Jesus when he took him into the wilderness? How many of you remember that? And he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. What was one of the things Satan did to Jesus? He took him to a high mountain, a high place and said, look at all the riches of the world. They belong to me. If you'll worship me, I'll give them to you. People don't get it. So people get jealous in the church and say, we're living right, we're doing right, but how come they're blessed and we're not, and they're living like a devil? Because they're serving. You put that together in your own mind? The scripture says it, even us, in Ephesians chapter 2, we once walked according to the prince of the power of the air. So many times when you see people that aren't living for God and they're being blessed, they're not being blessed by God. Somebody else is, in, is making them rich. Because there's, nah, this is controversial, but I'm telling you the truth. You've got to get a revelation. The church has to wake up. Now, you can prosper and get, do well by working hard and doing well and being good, I understand, and budgeting and doing business right. that That happens. But I'm not talking about you. I am talking about people who are directly under an other anointing that are trying to coincide with hell and do things and say things that are against the Bible and against the Holy Ghost. That's called the spirit of Antichrist. So the Antichrist spirit, Paul says, is already in the world. I'm giving you deep stuff here today. Is this too deep? Are you guys catching this? Raise your hand if this is okay. I want you to learn. I want you to grab this. I want you to grab a hold of this and not live in ignorance anymore if you haven't understood this before. You have to understand most of you most of us that have financial issues or spiritual issues is because you are targeted because you're a believer. And you're in a world that the God of this world He's going to do everything possible for you not to prosper. And so the scripture says it like this, even says it even more. John chapter 14. John, Jesus wrote this in John chapter 14, verse 30. Hereafter, Jesus said, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. In other words, he's fixing to be taken by the prince of this world. So Jesus even called Satan the prince of this world. Jesus told Pilate and said, If my kingdom were of this world, I would have called legions of angels to come and fight for me. Now angels fight for us, but they fight in heavenly places. And they come and they war for us at times and protect us. But I got to tell you, Ever since the kingdom was taken from Adam that Satan has had dominion in this earth and we have been captives until Jesus came back. Until the Lord came back. And so Corinthians 15 and 45, 1 Corinthians, there may be a miss. Just turn to 1 Corinthians 15. I think this one up there, point number four, says Matthew, that's a, that's, that's not the right scripture. Throw up number four. Oh, they made it right. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it says Second Corinthians. It's 1 Corinthians. We're all over the place. It's okay. 45, are you ready? Are you with me? Have you left? Are you here? If you're here, say, oh, me. Okay, verse 45. Leave that point up there, please. Yeah, it was 15. They got the scripture wrong. It's okay. First Corinthians 15. I made this change right before church. And so it was written, the first Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Who was the second Adam? Jesus was. And when Jesus was born into this world, When he died on the cross, do you remember what happened? Do you remember what he cried out? It's finished. And you remember that the earth was shaken. And the scripture says the veil in the temple was ripped in two. Do you remember that? That was symbolic. That veil represented the holy of holies. And what was being said to the world was, What now, what was hidden behind a veil, I'm now making it available to all humanity. To all humanity. My presence, whom the scripture called the presence of God was referred to as the kingdom of God, was now going to be poured out into the earth and put where? Not in the ark, but in human beings, their hearts. And so when you read the scripture, when you establish that one fact that Jesus came, Jesus did not, are you ready? Write this down. Because this is where your theology has to be challenged. The cross is very important. Without the cross... We wouldn't be here, right? But Jesus did not come preaching the cross. Jesus came preaching the kingdom. Because the cross was going to open the door for the kingdom. He did say that the Son of Man would have to be crucified, buried, and rise again. He did say that he was sent for this reason to die but he preached every moment he had when he spoke to people about the good news and the good news was the kingdom of god has come the kingdom of god has come when he healed somebody he told them the kingdom of god has come near to you here's a revelation god gave me as i think is pretty cool every time you hear about a healing in the scripture Every time God did something through Jesus, miraculous, he never said, he always said the kingdom has come near to you. Because the kingdom was in Jesus' life and no one else's. And he taught it. But when he taught the disciples how to pray, he knew that they were going to be praying in a different dispensation, a different time, so he told them, you pray, thy kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Amen. You understand? Because you have to pray that. Because you and I, whether you like it or not, whether even you agree with me or not, it doesn't matter. This is the Bible. People always wonder, why, why do all these things happen? Because you're in a world that has another God. But a God that's greater than the one in this world is inside of you and now expects you to carry out. You understand what I'm saying now? That's why most people don't walk in it and don't see things happen because they lack a revelation and understanding about the kingdom of God. And so we wonder why all these things happen. But when did God establish his kingdom? Are you ready for this? Acts chapter 1. Are y'all getting this? Are you learning anything right now? Acts chapter 1. I'm going to go verses 1 through 8. This is where Jesus establishes his kingdom on the earth. Now that, see, he had to go through the crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection, because he had to establish and go places that you and I did not have to. He went through every area. He conquered. Are you ready? He, he conquered everything in the earth. He overcame everything in the earth by not sinning. Yeah. He went down to hell for us. Experienced hell. And came out again taking the keys. Yeah, right. So he dominated over hell. Yeah. He dominated in earth. Now he is fixing to dominate in the heavens. Yeah. So God gave him dominion over all things. Oh, boy, y'all listening to this? (laughs) Are y'all catching this? Some of you are looking at me like a cow looks at a new gate. (laughs) You get what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm talking to hungry people. I'm talking to people who really want to grow. I'm talking to people right now that are hungry and want their lives altered, who would take authority and dominion. In fact, my small group, I believe, starts tonight. And people who don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm teaching specifically on that, and I'm going to pray with you afterwards. And we believe God's going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit (laughs) or the kingdom of God. It starts at 530 tonight in Legacy. Am I right? Six o'clock? Okay, somebody, we get what the heck's going on here anyhow but that's what this is all about folks that's what this is all about there are keys oh my god there are keys to the kingdom there are keys that that, that God's given us to unlock to bind and to loose things in this world but what you have to understand and get this in your mind if you want to know why your 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 family falls apart it's because someone gave into the prince of the power of the air and they begin to be influenced by another kingdom but jesus said my kingdom shall have no end and my kingdom will be greater than all other kingdoms but you have to make jesus the king of your life you see then you start to reign with him Oh boy, are you ready? He said he was the king of kings. Guess who the little kings are? Yes. Catch it, somebody. He said he was the king of kings. Yes. Who are the little kings? I'm asking you if you've got dominion and influence in the kingdom of God and the Spirit of God is operating, then he's giving you parcels of ground to be influential on, then you are the kings <laughs> under the kings. My God, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the devil. I came to undo the works of darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was. But the light was removed whenever Satan took it from Adam. That's why he said, and prophecy, O Nephtali, and those that come, cities in darkness, for a light shall shine in your region, and I will come, and I will bring waters in the wilderness, and I will bless you, for a great light has come upon you. <laughs> my God, have mercy. Are you catching this? You've got to be kidding me, man. This is the most awesome thing I've ever read in my life. Because I understand, and you should understand, that you cannot sit back and say, oh, the God's in control, and, and oh, I don't know why things aren't working out. Why? You've got to fight for your right to be blessed in the kingdom. Yes. Jesus gave you every blessing. He paid the price for everything. He gave the grace of God. He gave you favor. But if you don't pray and you don't execute the kingdom in your life, you will get mowed over, pushed aside, because there are other influences in this world that want it more than you do. But... The scripture says, from the day of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of God suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. <laughs> Watch this. This is an awesome revelation here. I didn't get this from a book, y'all. The former account I made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day which he was taken up, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and 40 nights, speaking and pertaining to the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had had come together, they asked, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Is this it, Lord? Are you going to completely restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, are you going to give Israel back the authority that it had and the favor that it had at one time? Because you have to remember the timeline. They were under the scrutiny and the rulership of Rome. They weren't a strong nation. They were under the Roman Empire, subject to its rulers, subject to its laws, and they gave them freedom at that time in a small space. But they were wanting the restoration. And the answer was, I believe, yes, but this is what he told them. Listen to this. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But he answers their question. Listen to this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. In other words, when God gives you the promise, the Holy Spirit, when he restores his kingdom in this era right here, he is going to bring it down. He is going to establish it. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons. For God is going to pour his spirit out. This is the reference that Jesus gave to Nicodemus. And he said, no one knows where the wind bloweth, it where it listeth. You hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell where it cometh or where it goeth. No one knows where the spirit goes, but Everyone that's baptized in the spirit, you'll hear the sound thereof. And then he said to the disciples, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. Don't worry about that. But you're going to get power from on high. I'm going to give you the kingdom inside of you. You're going to experience something better, grander, more powerful than you had before. Now it's your responsibility to go and take it out to the world. Establish my kingdom he said, "Well, you at this time restored things back to Israel." He said, "No, no, it's not for me to know the times and the seasons, but it's starting in Jerusalem." And on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound of a mighty wind, mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there set upon them cloven tongues like as a fire, and they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. What is tongues? Well, did you know when you go to Asia, they have their own dialect? When you go to any country, they have their own accent and dialect. Everyone has their own language. But did you not ever think about, or did we never considered that in the kingdom of God, he has his own language? That's why hell gets so frustrated because it doesn't understand the king's speech. It doesn't understand the tongues of angels. It's frustrating, but that's our dialect from our kingdom. That's how God speaks to us, by coding. You see, back in the war, back in World War II they had problems with the enemy picking up messages that were sent across. And so Germany and other people and other nations that we have ever warred against, they would pick up the messages and the codes that were being sent, and they would interpret it, and they would figure out where we were. But there's a movie that was out there based on a true story called Wind Talkers. They found a group of Indians, and they found Navajos, that no one knew their language. There were a pocket of them. And they enlisted them in the military. And they sent them into war. And I believe this was the time of Vietnam. So somewhere around there, Saigon or Vietnam. And when they took them in there, these, these Navajos started to speak to each other and relay the messages and the coordinates and everywhere the enemy was. And the enemy heard the language on there and they said to themselves, it's some kind of English. We never heard this before. I don't know what they are. I don't know what these people we don't know what kind of language it is they were so frustrated but it gave them the edge to over overcome their enemy They were so frustrated. They couldn't figure it out. But they found some Navajos that went in there and spoke a different language. See, that's what hell goes through whenever you pray in the Spirit. You begin to pray in the Spirit, and hell can't figure it out. and say, I I don't know what they're saying, but they're winning. They're getting ahead of us. How did they know that we were going to do this? How did they know what to pray? Well, I'll tell you how he knew. Romans says... For we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered, and he that searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. You understand? The kingdom has come. That's how you advance. That's how you get ahead. That's how you stop hell from eating at your finances. That's how you get the devil from robbing you of your healing. This is how, because when the kingdom comes, it destroys the work of darkness. You've got to start praying from a different perspective. You cannot pray earthbound prayers. You cannot become so earthly minded you're no heavenly good. You and I have to get a different perspective and understand you are part of a kingdom and we're in the middle of a world that's dark, but we are here to colonize. We are here to take back what was taken from us and you are a king. and comes in the name of a king that's given you authority in this earth To take back what was stolen. Do you want favor in your life? Stop being negative. Stop listening to your carnality. Get the word of God inside of you. Start praying in the spirit. If you don't have the baptism of the spirit, be here at 6 o'clock tonight. That's all I'm saying. I ain't fooling around. I believe God's going to do it. I can't tell you how many times God has baptized people this week, last month. I'm telling you right now, God is pouring out his spirit. I don't know about all this, Pastor Bob. He doesn't sound right. Read your Bible. Get off your little, oh, Lord Jesus. See, the Latino comes out of me. I got to watch it because I get very feisty sometimes. And sometimes I say things I probably shouldn't say. But sometimes I also feel. Man, somebody's got to tell you. <laughs> somebody's got to be honest with you. Somebody's got to be straightforward with you, you know, out of love. I'm telling you right now, get out of your traditional devotional routines and get your face in the word. Start praying on your knees and asking God to give you understanding and seek for him and seek for wisdom as you would gold and silver. And the scripture says when you seek for him like that, that wisdom will be more, far more precious to you than any substance that you have in your bank account, in your security locks, treasures, whatever they got now. Does this make sense to you? So let's review it. Satan was cast down to the earth. The earth was dark. God said, let there be light. And there was. He created the earth. He gave dominion right now to Adam and Eve. They lost it and were stripped of it when they ate the fruit. Now, I don't know if it was an apple tree. I, I know it wasn't. But it just makes sense. So the crown was taken. The authority, in other words, was taken from them. And Satan took that authority. But Jesus came back, died on the cross, and stripped it back. And he said, hell, you have no more authority over my people because they're covered by my blood. And death, you have no more authority over my people because I overcame death, hell, and the grave. And listen, and I go to the Father. So where I am, there you will be also, and we'll be one together. And I can reign through you, and I can move through you if you'll just pray, if you'll just seek my face, if you'll become bold enough to release my word in the earth, then I'll alter every situation. We war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, darkness, dominion. My spiritual things are all around you. We got to get a revelation, folks. That's why I've told you over and over and over again, God is not in control if you do not give him control. You are in the middle of a world filled with darkness and the prince of the power of the air is using other people to take you away from God. Oh, my Lord Jesus, that just came to me. The spirits of hell know how to work through lust, work through temptation, work through addiction to draw you away from the kingdom. Your mandate in the kingdom is to take people and bring them into the kingdom with you so we can take them to heaven with us. But when hell is attacking you in an area of your life, I promise you, Don't think just because you're still getting money or still being, looks like what's blessed, that that things are okay still. That's not the truth. There are more than one, there's more than one source. But I'm telling you, when you are dedicated to God and you're living for God, he is not, he's not, uh, the hell is not intimidated by you if you don't pray. Hell is not intimidated by you if you just come to church. But hell shakes and quivers in its shoes when it feels a child of God who has spent time with his Lord and Savior and you're anointed by God and you have dominion over it. Let me tell you something. This is why the kingdom was in Christ. This is why when Jesus just stepped on the seashore of the Gadarenes, those demons came to him. Because the kingdom was in him and he was the king. He was the prince of peace and he had dominion and nothing in this world could stop him he gave himself over to the cross because that was his assignment he told Pilate again he said you'd have no power over me except it be given you from above did you know that that's your place in christ hell has no power over you unless it was given to him or we give it up We are giving up our rights. We're giving up our blessings. We're giving up our favor. Well, my God, I'm telling you, you've got to pray through to a place where you let God begin to reign in your life and you release the word of God in your life. You see, you say things like this. Come on, Haley. You say things like this. I, I, I thank you God for this day. Today let your kingdom come into my life. Today I give you the authority in my family, in my business, in my job. God I pray right now that we ward off all of the leeches, all of the locusts, all of the worms, all of the caterpillars, all of the things that try to eat up our harvest. We say right now get your hands off of my blessings in the name of Jesus for I am favored by God. I have dominion over my life because of Jesus Christ. Greater is he inside of me than him that's in the world. I will walk out my day in the light of God. I will walk out my day in the authority of God. I will release my my Lord's words today for he is greater inside of me than any temptation. He will not allow me to be tempted more than I can handle but he will strengthen me. He will empower me. He will see me through my circumstances do you understand what I'm trying to tell you come on somebody do you understand you gotta get bold you've got a kingdom inside of you you've got to set up a barrier are you tired of being attacked then set up a front set up a front call in the Lord of hosts he's never lost a battle Are you tired of being pushed around? Well, push back. Push back. Nothing happens until you start praying. Nothing happens. One of the best things that's ever happened to me in my life, number one was, well, when I met my wife. And I tell her, you're the second best thing in my life. Because the first thing that I feel like is the best thing that's ever happened to me was receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and receiving Christ in my life. It changed me. It changed me. I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Ghost will change you. I, I used to be addicted to smoking marijuana. I was, a, I was drinking alcohol. I used to be caught up in lust and filth, but I'm telling you, As I stand here before you today, that's when I was young. But when God touched my life and filled me with the Holy Ghost, I'm going to tell you, I didn't understand it fully. I just know I liked the way it felt. I just know I was a different person. And I just found out. I found out, wait a minute. The more I talk to him and the more I feel his presence, I start to speak in this other language more easily. And so I started doing that every day. And throughout time, he began to remake me. And all those things, that I used to wrestle with went away. And then he started teaching me in his word when I read the word. He started putting things together for me, talking to me, teaching me. And then now I understand it's the kingdom of God inside of me. He wants to do the work. But as long as we remain lazy, and I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth, as long as we keep making up excuses... Don't allow your comfort to become your prison because it's a delusion. When you feel like things are okay because nothing bad's happening, you're wrong. If you're going by everything because it feels good to your flesh, you're wrong. You have to learn to have discernment in your life and carry God with you and be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Because God wants you to walk in dominion. That is still the mandate that He's given us. I'm going to tell you once again what God told Adam. Now, go and take dominion. I've given you the trees, the herbs, and the fruit, and all things in the earth to belong to you. I've given you all things. And be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth have dominion that mandate is still alive and well when the second Adam came Jesus carried through what the first Adam failed at doing but watch this in conclusion here's what our assignment is you should have that the last slide Do we have the last slide? Okay. We are called to finish what Jesus started. We are called to finish what Jesus started. If we catch this today, if you can catch this today, your life is going to change. Prisons won't mean nothing to you. Debt won't mean nothing to you. I believe in this church that this church, I believe that God is going to touch your heart and minds to give like you need to so we can get out of here faster. I believe that. I believe God is going to prosper you in every way to prove to you that his kingdom never fails. See, in the kingdom of God, there's another economy. He said, I will bless you according to the riches of my glory. You received an inheritance in your life, the inheritance inside of you and the substance of blessings and favor that come into your life money's just a piece of paper money's just numbers on a credit card whatever it may be in a debit card but the essence of it and the fruit of it comes from the kingdom of god that comes into your life and he gives you wisdom to teach you how to start your own business he gives you favor on the job for you to get promotions he gives you excellence in your life to teach you how to be detailed he gives you the right networking to meet the right people in your life. That's when you begin to prosper, when you start walking in the kingdom. It doesn't just happen. You've got to start taking action and start surrendering to the kingdom of God and live in the kingdom. You're, you're Yes, you are a citizen of the United States of America. But first and foremost, when you were born again, you are a citizen of God's kingdom first. That's where you live. That's where, that's where it's at. I'm telling you right now, don't be bullied. Don't be pushed around. Don't be, don't allow yourself to be stripped. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back in your, for your family's sake. Come on, at least for your family, take it back. Let's just lift up our hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that anointing rests on this congregation. I pray that the revelation and understanding of your word will begin to be proven and shown, God. I pray today that your spirit, God, will begin to dwell in our hearts and you give us light, you give us understanding, give us revelation, give us clarity, Father, cl- clarity on our assignment today. For there is nothing more important, God, no one more important than you for those that will receive it i pray that their prayer life comes back to them i pray father right now that their words will change i pray that their understanding will be enlightened we pray today dear god in the name of jesus receive it right now just receive it right now in the name of jesus right now right now right now right now let this revelation sink in let this understanding sink in let this understanding sink in let it sink in today let it sink in today by the name of jesus now somebody begin to pray in the spirit come on somebody begin to pray in the spirit thank you for listening to the covenant life center podcast if you enjoyed today's message then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.